How did you learn your ABCs? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? Okay, good, just checking. That's how I learned mine. How do you learn about Jesus? Well, one way is through our music. Our hymns are a teaching tool, just like the ABC song. And sometimes we might say, oh yes, I really resound with what the words of this hymn are, or even the tune of the hymn. And some of them just say, mm-hmm, eh -eh. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't, that's not how I feel. That's not how I think. Well, we have bunches of songs in our hymnals that are dedicated to Jesus Christ. We even have a section under the title of Jesus Christ from number 89 to 118. We sang this morning, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. Now, think through that, and you would get to the point where you call Jesus Lord. But there are others as well. I'm going to ask our longtime churchgoers to help with this exercise to see if any of these describe Jesus for you. Mark, what's the first one? Okay, what do we call Jesus there? Blessed Redeemer. Okay, let's do another one. Fairest Lord Jesus, and it ended with ruler of all nature. Okay, let's do one, two more. We've got two more. What's the next one? Friend. Okay, what's the last one? King. So here we are on Christ the King Sunday. Thank you, Mark. Our hymns give us some options for naming Jesus. Redeemer, Lord, King, Friend. And our, I thought that fit in well because our Bible passages also give us several names for Jesus today. Now I have to admit a preference for the Colossians passage because the way the names of Jesus are spoken in the Luke passage are all sarcastic and derisive. First, it's the leaders, presumably the ones who were having Jesus crucified, who scoffed at Jesus as they watched him suffer on the cross. They knew that the name Jesus meant he saves. So with cruel wordplay, they said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. In verse 36 of Luke 23, the soldiers also mocked him, saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And in verse 39, one of the criminals being crucified on Jesus' right and left, kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. 
They all talked about Jesus saving. They cynically mocked him with names like Messiah, King, and Savior. Well, I think that they force us to think about when we might mock God. I heard it when I worked with the youth so much, oh my God. And some of us still say that, oh my God, even when it's not the introduction to a prayer. We mock God when we name ourselves followers of God's Son, but we don't act like Jesus' disciples. We mock God when we cynically expect God to do the work that God has empowered us to do. And we mock God when we, like others in Luke's unfolding drama, just stand watching. Did you notice that in the passage? There was a group who just stood watching. The people watched. We don't know who they were. We don't know what they were thinking. We don't know if they were saying anything to each other or if they were just watching. They were spectators, much like we are. You know, on TV, we can watch Dancing with the Stars, but not dance ourselves. We can watch game after sporty game on TV, but not get outside and play with our friends. And we can even be spectators at church, watching the action, but not really involved. Jesus came to save us from this. One day outside the racquetball courts at the YMCA, my son Noah, who's five, was watching others play in the courts adjacent to us, and I was putting away stuff in the bag. And when I finished, I said, okay, well, do you want to stay and watch, or are you ready to go? And he immediately sprung up and headed towards the door. There's a man who was standing, or, or on the floor stretching and who smiled at this time and he said well he's a man of action isn't he and I I thought well yeah he's a man of action but Jesus is a man of action he didn't stand by watching now I think he was a good observer but he was a man of action he was a man on the move we always see him going from place to place to place a man of action now He didn't always stay in motion. It wasn't like he had all these caffeinated drinks to, you know, throw down and then uh, go on for hours and hours on end, jumping around on overloaded on caffeine. Sometimes, often actually, we see Jesus going aside to pray, going aside to be quiet. And yet that was what gave him the energy to do the things that God called him to do. He wasn't a spectator like the people who stood by and watched him suffocate. Now one other person speaks in this gospel passage. It's the other criminal who was dying next to Jesus. In contrast to those who were mocking Jesus and even those quietly spectating, this man verbally supports Jesus. He rebukes the derisive criminal, saying, Do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? 
He's implying, you know, we're all about to face the real judge. And with every insult you fling, you're digging your hole deeper. He says that to the, to the other criminal, and then he continues in a repentant manner. And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. You know, that criminal recognized that he deserved judgment. He deserved punishment. And at the same time, he acknowledges his belief in Jesus' power to save. And he asks for divine mercy. Jesus, the one who saves, remember me when you come into your kingdom, your kingdom. So we have several people calling him king, some sarcastically, and the other from his heart. Jesus offered him his desired forgiveness. Truly, I tell you, he says, today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. This one criminal saw in Jesus, as billions of people have seen since, a savior, a redeemer, a rescuer, from the power of death. Now, there are toy action figures called rescue heroes. I learned about these when my son was in preschool. Um, pretty tough critters. Firefighters, EMTs. Um, Got to be prepared for those sounds. And then, this is one of my favorites, Rocky Canyon. Oh, of course, it figures, picks this time to stop watching. Emergency alert. Over. This is Rocky Canyon. We are on our way. Roger. We are on our way. Rescue heroes. Ready to save the world. Now, these are the kind of action figures I like. I'm not real into the little army men too much. But, you know, we all need to be rescued from time to time. Story, as the story goes, there was a pilot and his navigator who had been shot down and they were adrift at sea in their small lifeboat. After several days without any hope of rescue, um, the pilot began to pray. He said, God, you know I haven't lived a very good life. I've been a miserable husband, a terrible father, I've cheated, I've lied, I've stolen, and I haven't had any use for the church. But God, if you'll save us from dying out here, I promise I'll never. And right then the navigator interrupted, don't say another word, I think I see land. So they thought they wanted to be rescued to a point. Now, um, I've had a crush on the actor Harrison Ford since the first Star Wars movie came out in 1977. I have full disclosure about this with my husband. He was aware of it even before we were married and even supports me in it by going to see Harrison Ford movies with me. But I was even more impressed with Mr. Ford when I learned that he has volunteered as a rescue hero himself, using his piloting skills and his personal helicopter to save a dehydrated, dehydrated hiker and a Boy Scout 
lost out west. We all want a rescue hero. And while they might not be from being dehydrated or might not be from being lost physically, we need a rescue hero to save our spirits from being lost. We might have a, an overpowering desire to feel wanted or needed. We might need to be rescued from that. We might need to be rescued from overcommitting ourselves, especially at this time of year. After Thanksgiving, we might need to be rescued from gluttony. We might need to be rescued from a dismal view of who we are, even if we know in our head that God has created us to be wonderful just the way we are. These are the powers of darkness, or Susan's version called it the dominion of darkness. The powers of darkness blind us to what is good and healthy and real and godly. And it was from these powers of darkness that Jesus came to rescue us. Jesus is the real rescue hero. He rescues our spirits. Now in that passage from Colossians, we read that he has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So besides rescuer, if you have your Bibles and want to open them, it's on page 200 again of that New Testament pew Bible. Some of the names and activities of Jesus are, are you know, continue on through this. It's not with a mocking derision as in the gospel passage, but Jesus also is beloved. That's verse 13. In verse 14, he's redeemer, as the hymn goes. In verse 15, he's the image of the invisible God and the firstborn of all creation. He was the one who was there at the very beginning, this Christ. In verse 18, he's the head of the church and the firstborn from the dead. That's speaking of resurrection. Jesus was first and will come later. In verse 20, he's the reconciler to God of all things, including you and me. So think today, think this week about what names you give to Jesus. And what name do you want to call him? Could it be from some of those hymns, Redeemer, Savior, Friend, Lord, King? You know, everywhere you go, even in church, every person needs to be rescued from something. We all need to be rescued. None of us is perfect, despite how good we look on the outside. And yet all of us, when we come to God through Christ, are forgiven. And that's good enough for God. 
You know, one of the interesting features of this passage from Luke's gospel is Jesus' request for forgiveness even before we find out how cruel they were being. He says, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. All of us are flawed. All of us need forgiveness. But with Jesus as our Lord and King, we are made as complete as we could ever be. So let's make him our king today and every day. I like that passage or that line from our anthem today, seven whole days, not one in seven, I will praise thee.